Hi, Peter Balker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy, where we are going to be looking at acquisition cost versus lifetime value of a customer. So as a business owner, the most important thing for you is to be able to sell your product or service to somebody. Yeah, if you can't sell your stuff to anybody, you're not in business because you've got to be able to monetize what you do. Now, if you actually thought and actually stood back and did some calculations, how much it actually costs you to acquire a client, a customer, what is the total cost? Now, I don't mean a lead because, yeah, you can say, well, my lead is this. I'm talking about the entire sales process until that person starts spending money with you. Now, go and do that exercise, because I promise you it'll be quite a revelation. And once you've done that exercise, ask yourself the question. Now you've got that customer, now they're starting to spend money with you, how much are they going to be worth to you over their entire lifetime? So the reason I ask this question is because too often we do not think long-term relationships. We just think the here and now. And the reality is, if we look at the economy in which we operate today, we operate in a high-trust-based economy. And at the end of the day, there's no point acquiring a client if you don't want to take them on that journey. Because you can spend forever just going out there trying to find, trying to find, trying to find new customers, trying to build up that trust for them to spend money with you, and then not to take that stage further is an absolute travesty. Now, an example I want to share with you where perhaps short-termism can have a massive negative impact. So we all love our cars. Me especially, I love driving cars. For the last 20 years, I have been a very sort of loyal member of the BMW club. For those of you that do not like BMW, I apologize now, but that's just the way it is. And over a 20-year period, I've had seven BMWs. Now you can imagine BMW being the car that it is, they're not necessarily the cheapest cars. And my current seven, my current sort of BMW is the seven series. Now you would expect from a company like BMW to have impeccable customer service. They actually think of the long game. Well, I'll give you an instance perhaps where BMW have not been so forward thinking and actually quite short term in their outcomes. So recently, I've had the misfortune of having to put my car in to have some warranty work done. And while they were doing the warranty work, they checked my car over and they happened to find two cracked wheels at the back. Car's no more than two years old, still within its warranty. And they're really small minor cracks. So they, they said to me, the wheels need to be replaced. Automatically, what happens? Alarm bells start ringing. What do you mean the wheels need to be replaced? It's only a two-year-old car. And the fact that it's a 7 Series, well, it's, it's designed to really be driven on the roads. It is that kind of car. It's a workhorse. So I asked them the question, how did they get damaged? Well, they said, it's the roads. <laughs> they said, yeah, it's just the British roads. We've had, you've had a bad winter. It's pothole damage. Yet on the wheels, there were absolutely no visible impact marks. So I asked the question at the end of the day, okay, if it's road damage, surely you should be providing vehicles that can withstand the roads in which British people have to sort of endure. At the end of the day, roads are roads, okay? There, is, there are going to be potholes, there are going to be small dinks. Build a car fit for purpose. So I challenged him on this and asked him the simple question being that if it was pothole damage, number one, why was there no visible impact damage? And number two, 
Why was it just the two rear wheels that were cracked? Surely if I'm going to go over a pothole, the impact would be on the front wheel, first and foremost, where the engine is, and where the car's the heaviest. They said no. So basically what they were trying to assume or sort of intimate, the fact that probably I was driving at very high speeds in reverse, reversed over speed humps and then stopped instantaneously, preventing the front wheels from being impacted in any way, shape or form. So they did their tests, etc. And what did they come back with? It's outside of the manufacturer's. Manufacturing was all fine. The defect well, is impact damage, is road damage. You're going to have to get it replaced. Am I disappointed as a BMW customer? Absolutely. I tell you what really disappoints me is they are not thinking the long-term game. You think about it, seven vehicles, a couple of them being sevens, they're not the cheapest cars on the market. Yet, all of a sudden, none of that came into consideration. They weren't thinking relationship. Do you know what they were thinking? You can pay 1,500 quid. The fact that the wheels would probably cost BMW, what, 600 pounds to replace under warranty? Didn't come into consideration. When I started looking on the forums, guess what I saw? Many BMWs drivers are having challenges with alloy wheels. So it's not just an isolated incident. The moral of the story here is basically, do you know what? BMW are now going to continuously send literature, send literature, send literature, market, market, market. Do you know what? It's probably going to cost them five times what it would have cost them to repair the wheels before I will even consider them. Because right now I'm popping mad. And actually when you look at other companies... There were instances where maybe Mercedes with their S-Class drivers wouldn't really treat their clients the same way. So you've got to think, in your business, how do you play the game with your customers? What I mean by that is, are you thinking long-term relationships? Or when you get challenges that are thrown at you, are you thinking customer service? Or are you thinking money? Short-term, long-term and another instance where this is played out, and this has actually happened this week, is with the whole United Airlines debacle. Now, those of you that read the news, you've seen what's happened. An Asian doctor was seated on the plane. What happened? They wanted the seat to be released because they needed to put someone else in that seat. The passenger wouldn't voluntarily give up their seat. Why would you, when you're seated, your luggage is in the hold, and you, pay, you perfectly pay for that seat. How did United deal with it? They got the TSA police involved. They came on board the plane and they removed him. So their absolute, their strategy for dealing with the problem was beating the shit out of the customer at the end of the day for it to be videoed by people and made viral. Now you can imagine, how much money does United Airlines spend on marketing and advertising trying to entice people onto its flights. Millions and millions and millions. By one act of stupidity, and actually it's more than one act of stupidity, because they've been in the news recently banning leggings on their flights, so they're not having a very good tenure at the moment, are they? So you can imagine the leggings incident, so we call it leggings gate, then beating the shit out of the Asian doctor. Things are not panning out too well for them, are they? What do you think is going to happen to that lifetime value. Well, number one, the doctor's never going to fly United again. Number two, everyone that's seen the video is probably thinking how badly United sucks. They don't really want to sort of fly fight club class, so they're going to start boycotting the airlines. The lifetime value of not just that one customer has gone down the toilet, but it's going to be other customers as well. 
So really, I'm urging you as sort of business owners, start thinking long-term strategy. Start thinking about how you're going to take care of your customers, how you're going to maximise the lifetime relationship that you're going to be on the journey that you're going through. So start thinking lifetime value of a client. Remember this, the longer you keep that client on board, the lower your acquisition cost is going to be. And if you don't want to service a client, guess what's going to happen? Somebody else will, i.e. your competition. And that's the last thing you want. Why would you want, like United Airlines, to make your competition stronger? Because if they're getting stronger, you're getting weaker. Now, if you want to talk about acquisition costs within your business and how to increase the lifetime value of your clients, head over to booker.com. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail.